Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. Welcome back, everyone. We're here for another episode. John and I have been spending a lot of time with advisors in all different kinds of groups lately and the questions that they're asking us and each other and the issues that they're helping business clients with are you know, really across a very wide spectrum. And, and so we've got lots of topics and ideas and and. Uh, issues and challenges and opportunities to talk about in all of our podcast episodes. So the one that I thought we would talk about today is based on a conversation that I had yesterday with a business owner. He's he's not a sole owner. He's the uh, largest percentage owner in a group of five, and he's part of the second generation of owners. Uh, mm-hmm. What they're working on is how do they effectively and smoothly and successfully migrate to the third generation of owners and and just for a couple of interesting background pieces you know these are things that if you're if you're a business owner and you're listening you're going to recognize in yourself or your peers if you're an advisor you're going to recognize this in your clients that you've had worked with before and that and that you will work with in the future so they have several things going on there was originally one owner that owner chose a group of people to take the company forward as uh, they were all employees uh sort of designated um one to be the to lead the company so there was a specific choice about who was going to really be in charge but that there was going to be a group of senior employees who would own the company this is pretty common and i think he did a really smart thing when he specifically recruited hired trained developed the one person who was going to be in the lead so they don't have any of that stuff where it's a group and they have to make decisions by committee and it's a you know and they all think that they're the most important thing there's a guy who's there who's in this case it happens to be a guy he his job is to is to make those higher level decisions but it's a collaborative group of owners that work really well together <coughs> now they're trying to decide what to what to do to get the next generation of owners because there are current owners who have a time horizon that we can we can sort of see their departure date and uh and this group is articulate enough and self-aware enough to say we should probably plan for these owner departures this one owns 11 percent that one owns 17 percent so there are things like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. let's plan for it now even though we don't have to actually do anything this person is not walking out the door today so really advanced and thoughtful group so another thing i strongly recommend after you've chosen the person who's going to be the sort of leader of the company also kind of get your timeline out don't clump owners together so that everybody's trying to leave at the same time so some pretty smart planning mm-hmm. already on the already on the books but now they're saying i think this is really interesting they're not interested in just repeating the thing they did before they learned a lot from the pre- process of of bringing employees into ownership and in their particular company they have very specific things that they found worked well and and didn't work well so now they're looking at this at this 
generation three kind of group additional employees some replacing employees who are nearing retirement some who have uh, taken up new lines of business that didn't exist and have done extremely well and uh, and those people are real leaders in the company so now I, this is a very long way to, to, to get to the question that we spent quite a lot of time talking about I thought I'd get your input John which is you know, we have these people we think they're great we think they're potential owners there is a very particular vibe to the owner group and there's a particular way that they get along and no matter how much they they like and respect and value these next owners none of them are 100% sure that these people are going to be good owners mm-hmm. or good members of the ownership team and so they're asking for input and advice and they're brainstorming together in their own meetings a couple of things what does it mean to be a good owner in part of a group of owners which is very different from sole owner or 250-50 owners, I think. Uh, what does it mean to be a good owner and how will we know and how can we, is there anything else that we can do to sort of test this person's owner material? Because a great employee is not always the same thing as a great owner. You, mm-hmm. you agree, mm-hmm. I think. Sure. Okay, so let's say, as we usually do, they come to you for a meeting. They give you all that background that I just gave you. And then they say, we just, we, we're talking amongst ourselves and we need some ideas about how we can know or what we can do to try to figure out if these people we've identified are in fact good owners. We're ready to offer them ownership. Should we do that? Should we just do it? Should we just have them replace people who are leaving? Should we, so what else, What do you want to know, John? Or what kinds of solutions have you seen in the past? Where do you want to go with it? Well, it's interesting. So my guess is your particular group was probably a group of professionals, maybe an architecture firm or an engineering firm. Close, uh, construction. Construction, so probably construction foreman, superintendents. Correct. People like that. Uh, it's very common in closely held businesses to see an ever-expanding group of owners over generations. It often starts with one person, then maybe two or three, and then they're starting to think of retirement down the road and they expand the group again because the business has grown. So that's not unusual. I mean, the, probably the most important thing I, I would suggest is that For this group of current owners in terms of bringing other owners in and wanting to know if they would be be good owners, you're not going to know with certainty that they're going to be good owners until they are owners. So often what we do in planning is we will set up what we call benchmarks or performance standards that we know that if they attain this benchmark or this performance standard, they will be achieving what we want them as as, a comp- as the shareholders to accomplish. So they will be good owners. Uh, and we can establish what those benchmarks are. And if they don't establish, if they don't meet those benchmarks, then they don't become owners. Or we may sell, we may give them something like a stock bonus. And if they don't perform, then that stock bonus will terminate. So the planning I think we should do is to take it one step at a time. Don't commit 
to selling the entire company into this new group of owners that might be coming on board in the next three to ten years. Instead, take it step by step. Treat right, yeah. each person individually, see how they perform as measured against standards that the company has developed. And what I've seen happen is that once you've set this series of benchmarks or this process for transferring ownership, that becomes the guide for future generational transfers because it does seem as though different generations come on board and after 10 or 15 years they start to think of exiting and so you can repeat this process with revisions but it really establishes a pattern for ownership transition in a company. People mm -hmm. know it ahead of time, they see how it's successful been, it is for the current group of owners, they want to become owners and benefit just like the current owners and it, it's very effective. Right. I totally agree. And they've done such an interesting job of kind of thinking through this on their own. I agree that even though they're they're looking at sort of rethinking their entire kind of what do you have to do to get in? What does it mean to be an owner? They're, this generation, too, is thinking about all of that. But actually, they're doing something much closer in reality to what you're saying, which is they're trying to get it right for the next generation mm -hmm. so that it can be repeated again and again. They don't think they got everything right when they went from founder to the first group. And that happens yeah. you know, pretty regularly. The culture changes, the people end up being different. There's things that we just didn't anticipate. And so not that unusual. So they're, But they are really looking at something that will be repeatable, that's a fair way for people to come in, and it's a great way for people to get out. They're looking at the ages of the people on the team. They're looking at the skill sets. They're looking at where the company is is most likely to grow. They're looking at, as I said, there's a new, there's sort of one and a half kind of sort of new lines of business that are dropping huge amounts of profit to the bottom line. And this is really a, a key factor in the evolution of their business. So they're trying to measure and 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 absorb that into their way of thinking instead of looking at things just the way they did you know 10 15 20 years ago mm -hmm. and then they're doing a couple of other interesting things that we're gonna that we're gonna add so all the things that you said yes they're doing then they're doing maybe two more things that I can mention that could be helpful to someone who's listening one is that they're gonna have a pretty even though they're not gonna make any promises because we agree with you do not sell do not put a plan in place to sell the entire company to the third generation from the second on a timeline with a valuation method and a who gets what. Do not do that. So I think they agree with you. What they are going to do is they're going to create sort of a tiered system within the company. It sort of exists uh, informally. Now they're going to formalize it a little bit. So everybody who joins the company is basically, you know, employee, staff. I think they're going to call it team. Those are just team members. They're, they're wonderful. They always try to recruit and hire A players, and they're going to continue to do that. Out of that group, a, a person might uh, be invited uh, to um, elevate into the next group, so sort of level up, and those are going to be the people that they consider to be key. So key is going to be all the same stuff that you had before, but you seem to make a bigger difference to the company than you then then team members who are all excellent and are all doing their job well, but you're doing something more, something over and above, and you're going to have all of the same compensation that you had before, but an additional incentive plan with those expectations and rewards that go along with it. Cash, like uh, 
it's going to be a deferred compensation or a phantom equity plan. So, so not immediate, but they're going to be able to have an immediate cash bonus and also a longer term retention, improving motivation, you know, sort of benchmark setting target achieving kind of a plan from that group if you achieve your goals and if you seem good then you may be invited into the third tier which is the top tier which is ownership and so that you may be invited into the owner group one of the things that they're going to do is as i get back to my two key factors in in the plan that they're sort of feeling really good about now one is that they're going to do really small pieces you were kind of saying the same thing john they're going to do very small pieces of ownership for people to start I've told them it doesn't make any difference to me and your plan whether you uh, create an opportunity for someone to acquire 2% or 12% of your company. I can unwind them both either way. But psychologically, the smaller ownership percentages and testing out seem to make a better, seem to have a, a better outcome for the existing larger ownership group. They, they don't feel as sucker punched when it doesn't work out and they have to unwind a 2% owner as they do when it's a 12% owner, even though I can make it so that it's really no difference to them. Then, so they're doing really small incremental and then building transfers. And the second thing that they're doing that I think is nice is that they're really focusing on scheduling out sort of, you know, you have an opportunity to become an owner in year 20, 22, let's say, or whatever, in year one. But in year three or year five, you're going to have, there will be another opportunity if those benchmarks are met, the performance is where it needs to be, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things they're gonna watch for in the time between the first ownership acquisition and the next one is what does this person do with their profit distributions, their bonus payments and things like that? Do they set it aside because they're planning on using it to boost or maximize their ability to acquire stock in the next the next time a block becomes available or are they as another owner said remodeling their basement so which do they decide to do in the years between becoming an owner and a, and a new opportunity and i think that's going to actually work out for them really well also we're doing a lot of kind of insider transfer planning there's going to be a lot of tax minimization there's going to be a lot of you know leveraging company cash flow and the way that we value the business all the things that we do as planners but i think for this owner group for them to get the experience that they want of bringing people into the club this small pieces of ownership and then watching to see what they do with their ownership and their share of profits is something that's going to be really important to them. What do you think of those? Have you seen clients do the same thing and have that work in the well, past? You know, I, I think what you've described is a complicated, intricate set of decision making that has been really well thought through by the current ownership group. Um, and so if that works for them, that's great. For your company, it may be a lot simpler solution but I think as owners or as advisors, you do need to be aware that with inside transfer planning that we're talking about here, selling to a group of existing employees, there, there are so many different ways to, to structure it and design it to meet the desires and wants of the current ownership group in a way that will motivate and incent the newer incoming group of potential owners to perform the way the company wants them to perform. 
That's what a lot of this inside transfer planning is all about. Is in, in this particular case, these current set of owners have some particular goals in mind that they want for their key employees. In your case, it may be a different set of goals. It may be uh, just maybe cash bonuses with some type of a deferral that might be ownership-based or money-based. But the idea is your fact pattern is going to be your fact pattern and your advisors, if they have, if they're experienced, can design a plan that works for you and your company. Yeah, that's absolutely right. With this owner, I'm not, I'm sort of, uh, you know, just sort of talking to them on the side and they, and they have said, you know, uh, they, they have a lot of different goals and preferences. And, uh, and so frequently my answer is, you know, you can accomplish anything on, on the spectrum of what you want to do in that area. If you say you want to make it really, really easy for the next generation to become owners, that can be done. If you want to make it, if you want to make it as hard as it was for you, that can be done. And so I just get different tools out of the mm -hmm. toolbox to hand to you. And, uh, and so that's, I think that's really the thing that I think is the most fun about these insider transfer plans is that all I have to do or all you as an advisor have to do is just sit back and listen to what they're saying they want to achieve and say, tell me more about that. How did you get to that? Sometimes they bring you conclusions and you say, how'd you get to that conclusion? And what does that do for you? What does that accomplish? And, uh, and you know, why, why did you land on that answer? Then you learn so much about what they're trying to accomplish. And, and there is really always a tool in the toolbox that will, that will do the thing that they're talking about. And so this custom planning, and I agree with you, that's more complex or more simple uh, is both are fun because you're really customizing and very closely tailoring to their needs. That's why we plan. It is why we plan. So thanks for being here. These are important issues. If you have, a, if you're an advisor and you have an insider transfer scenario, talk to other people who do the same kind of work. Talk to BEI. There are millions of different ways to solve those problems, and really every every solution and every plan is is unique in its own way. And uh, if you're a business owner and you're looking out across your employee group and thinking that some of them might be candidates for future ownership, then talk to a qualified advisor so that they can tell you, yes, you can accomplish that. Yes, you can. I can help you do that. That's what we want to hear in those conversations. So thanks for joining, Thank John. You. Thanks for being here and we'll see everybody next time. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exaplaining.com. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition.